Welcome back to another episode, guys. Today on the show, we have Bonnie Gibbs. Bonnie's a physiotherapist here in Newcastle. Recently, she's been getting into the sport of Olympic lifting. So I wanted to get her on and have a chat about a typical day at a weightlifting comp. We dive into her first experience at a comp and lessons learned and what she would change from that experience. Um, And then we dive into how she got into the sport, a bit of just general fitness and training stuff, etc. Book recommendation too. All right, enjoy this one, guys, with Bonnie Gibbs. You're tuning into the High Performance Path podcast, and I'm your host, Alex. If you want to increase your productivity, enhance your mental performance, hack your sleep, and build a bulletproof body, then you're in the right place. Get ready as we dive into interviews with performance coaches, business owners, and health professionals to find out their daily routines, habits, and movement practices. All right, let's go. Have you ever been on a podcast? Um, yeah, twice. <laughs> oh, which ones? Um, the New Strength one. With Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also one with Ellen uh, from Mind Body Performance. Oh, cool. Jim. Yeah. Are they, I know Jacob, he's actually been on my podcast. Yeah, nice. Um, Ellen, is, are they local? Um, she's in Cardiff. That's where she's based. Yeah, nice. Um, so it's just an old women's gym and she just had me on. But that was cool. during COVID as well. So it was online. Oh, yep. Over yep. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's get into it. Um, where should we start? I want to actually ask you about your weightlifting. I know you're getting pretty pretty into your weightlifting. Yeah. So I want to dive into that a little bit. So should we first talk about your fitness goals, your current goals? Yeah, for sure. Um, so at the moment, um, I my biggest goal this year was to compete at States, and that was um, – that was last weekend or the weekend before, um, and that was super fun, huge success. So that was really kind of building up to uh, competing at States. Nice. How long was that goal set for? Like mm. how long ago did you set that? It would have been since I had a – I competed at an open um, comp to be able to qualify for it. So that would have been in March. So then working to States um, just now in end of May – so yeah, it you know a long work in progress. Um, but then now I've actually got a comp this weekend again. So it's just about trying to maintain that strength, maintain that drive for another two weeks um, to then be able to compete on Saturday. Nice. So yeah, and then after that, I think it really depends on what happens with my move and everything like that when I move to New Zealand. So mm. yeah, I want to get into that a little bit later. Mm. Um, so just to clarify for the people listening, when we say weightlifting, we're actually talking about Olympic lifting, yep. which involves two two competition lifts, yep. the snatch and the clean and jerk. I just wanted to clarify that <laughs> because I get into conversations all the time with people that say, oh, yeah, I do, I do weightlifting. I'm like, do you mean like Olympic lifting or like yeah. lifting weights? And they're like, oh, or lifting weights. What's yep. Olympic lifting? Yep. Um, so I just wanted to clarify. So how did you, how'd you get into weightlifting? Um, it all started really when I started CrossFit and that yeah. was October 2019. So yeah. just under two years, um, two years ago. And Same way I found it. Yeah? Oh, nice. I it's think CrossFit's been really good for the sport of weightlifting. 100%. Because it isn't a very – even though it is an Olympic sport and it's been in the Olympics for 
I don't know how long, but a long time. It's, yeah. It's, it's been there for a long time. It's not really a popular, popular sport, mm. but I think CrossFit has brought it, made it kind of popular. I think that's really cool. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I just, I was pretty strong going into it. Like I'd done a few years of um, kind of powerlifting style training beforehand and it was just the most frustrating thing to get into CrossFit and go straight back to the barbell and have no idea what I'm doing with it. Like trying to get it straight from the floor to overhead. Such a complex um, movement, both the snatch and the clean and jerk. So um, I think I, it was really just the struggle in CrossFit that made me think, right, I really want to get this right. And I really want to put my strength to use. Um, and be able to carry that over to the more complex movements. And so that's why I then reached out to, um, there was actually a weightlifting um, section of the gym, the CrossFit Hunter gym that I'm at, um, at the time. And so the weightlifting coach there took me on board and essentially said from the start, all of my athletes compete. And so that was quite overwhelming to, you know, just start um participating with like that in, in that kind of mindset So that was like a if you're coached by me you're going to compete yeah pretty basically. much wow um and but I yeah jumped straight into it I um took that as a opportunity to kind of challenge myself um and yeah here I am about I think it I officially started after COVID so it's only been like a year and a bit that I've been coached for um for weightlifting and yeah so far it's been going really well and I've been really enjoying it yeah it looks like you're doing really well thanks um I forgot what I was going to say then but there's a few things I want to dive into you mentioned you did powerlifting um before you did crossfit so I want to get a bit of an oh that's right I wanted to go through we'll do this later but I wanted to go through your experience of your first comp and I wanted to hear how the how the experience was and how a how a day kind of looks at a, at a weightlifting comp. Before we get into that, I want to ask you a bit about powerlifting and your background mm. in fitness and where has it kind of come from? Have you always been a sporty kid or have you found um, fitness later in life? How, how, how have we got to where we are today with the love of weightlifting? Yeah, so um, I started mostly horse riding and doing all the sports there are, um, like tennis and soccer and even baseball for like six seasons. And it was just just for the fun of it. Um, like I've always kind of been an active kid and my brother and sister are stupidly active as well. Um, my sister does long distance running at the moment um, and uh, my brother still competes in downhill mountain biking. So there's a bit of a competitive streak that runs through the family there. Um, so, but, and I, I'd never really found my thing when I was growing up. Um, and so I remember going to the gym with one of my um, friends uh, at the Norwegian school because um, I, I grew up in Norway and she showed me how to deadlift and I remember there were two 10 plates like 10 kilo plates on either side and it was the heaviest thing I'd ever picked up <laughs> um, and after that shortly after that I was actually then coming to Australia to study so I thought right this is my time to figure it out figure out what my thing is um, because on like when I was trying to keep up with my brother and sister from an aerobic capacity point of view, that was always a bit of a struggle. It was never my strong suit. And so I thought, right, let's try a bit of power stuff. Let's try a bit of heavy stuff. 
and 100% fell into it, like in love with it when I was at uni. Um, Here in Newcastle? Yeah. So that was then four years of opportunity for me to pretty much go sol- solo and work on my strength at the gym, just at the forum. So nice. that's kind of where it um, started. What um, did you study? Oh, I studied physio. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a working physio at the moment. Yep. Had you studied in, did you say Norway you were from? Yep. You, did you study in Norway first? No. So I just went straight from high school to physio here. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, yeah. And then the training that I had um, during physio didn't really have much direction to it. Um, and that's kind of what led me to reaching out to like the Movement Collective and training there for half a year. Um, and then eventually being like, no, I want something a little bit more high intensity, a little bit more complex, a little bit heavier. And then CrossFit, yeah, CrossFit was there. <laughs> mm. And I can't believe I didn't jump into it earlier. Um, but at the same time, I couldn't be more grateful that I just had that those four years to build that solid strength foundation. Um, because a lot of, even what I do as a physio in the clinic with strength and conditioning, a lot of that stems from the things I've learned over the four years, just from my own personal interest. And experimenting on your on yourself. Yeah, 100%. Did, did you experiment like doing your own programming and stuff like that? Yep, yeah. I mean, I followed a lot of different programs online to start, um, just I guess like anyone does really, um, but eventually just tested it out on myself and got my like PT certificate, um, which, you know, didn't teach me all that much. But so you did that? while you were studying to be a physio yeah yeah okay just because i was just a bit um disappointed with how little we were taught in like the strength and conditioning realm in um, the physio in degree physio, yeah. yeah yeah um so it was a lot of like hospital-based stuff which you know i find absolutely fascinating as well mm. um but because i was keen to go into the um, musculoskeletal private practice strength and conditioning kind of area that's why I was like well I'll just do my PT on the side Mm. try and learn as much as I can from that yeah you know what's interesting about that because you can get into physio like like you did straight into physio or another pathway in is to do a bachelor of exercise sports science Mm. and then master masters of physio and because there's a few different pathways to get into it um, I was talking to a friend who has done physio he's finished his degree Arlen do you know Arlen Arlen Osborne uh yeah oh name rings a bell he just finished it uh started this year started this year so not too long mm, ago okay. you you might not know him you might have finished a bit before him mm. anyway I was talking to him a little bit about different pathways to do it and stuff and he said yeah the physio is actually very like um more ho- like clinical hospital based stuff which is great but you miss a lot of the strength conditioning and sports science part um, because that a lot of that's covered in exercise sports science. Yeah. And if that's really what you're more interested in, he said that may be a better pathway to do an exercise science degree and then master's of physio rather than going straight into physio. Mm. If, if your interest is like the sports science aspect. And I thought that was quite interesting because I wouldn't have known that. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I yeah, I think that's very very valid, and I almost wish I'd done it that way. Um, yeah, if I hadn't been like personally interested. Interesting. In it. How did you find balancing your training with all your uni work? Um, I think that was fine. I think it was um, balancing 
like my interest in the gym, my friend's interest in um, like doing outdoorsy stuff like surfing and, and hiking and mountain biking and wanting to still be a part of that as well as then doing my uni stuff. So yeah, okay, trying I think, to fit all this yeah. stuff in that you like. Just because like absolutely I want to do the like the surfing stuff, the trips and everything like that. Um, and it, I wasn't as serious with my – I guess I didn't have as much structure to my gym training um, as I do now. Mm. So I could be a little bit lenient with that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely thought like saw it as three different things I had to balance out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Let's move on to the weightlifting um, meet they call mm. it. So talk me through your kind of daily prep for the meet. How did like, I guess I want to just know from your experience from doing it the first time, what were you expecting? And then what are your thoughts after, after like reflecting back on the day and what would you do different? So my first weightlifting competition was incredibly overwhelming. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I signed up to the one um, at in Sydney Olympic Park you didn't at, realize at the key center. Well, I mean, I knew it was in Sydney and I knew it was the Olympic Park, but I didn't realize I'd never been there before and it was massive. Okay. And I remember just rocking up there and being just looking at all the different um like areas of Sydney Olympic Park and Oh, so you'd never been to that before. No, yeah. First time yeah. and man, I was just absolutely mind blown with how like grand everything was. Mm. Um and so they, yep. Sorry, they used to hold the regionals there. Oh, really? Oh, was it there? They held it there one year, I'm pretty sure. It used to be oh, in Wollongong. I Wollongong wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the okay. Regionals, and then they – am I getting this mixed up? No, I remember going to Sydney to watch something there. It was the regionals. They moved it from Wollongong. I could be getting this wrong. Yeah. But – Well, I wouldn't be surprised because there's definitely like enough space there for yeah, everything. Yeah, they've got some good facilities yeah. there. Mm. So sorry to yeah, interrupt you. No, Where were you? that's yeah. So um, I like I hadn't I packed like my breakfast and my lunch, you know, but I hadn't packed anything uh, like any quick sugars, like anything to quickly have. I just packed my normal mm, sort okay. of you know sweet potato and fish kind of thing, and yep. um, I didn't. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, and then uh, the comp itself went pretty badly, like. Because my first lift was I had such light weights <laughs> because I, I'd only been going for about six months at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good strategy though, to yeah. to to have light weights for your first comp. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I'll wait until your reflections at the end of yeah. this. Well, yeah, it was like because the weights were so small, they put my barbell on a stand because I was only on like the two and a half plates. On either end, I just I think I started at like thirty. Oh, so, and so right, so they had to lift the barbell up <laughs> so that it was at the correct starting yeah, position. Yeah, hundred percent, and that completely wow. threw me off. Like I started miles away from the bar, like I set up so far away from the bar, and of course the barbell, like the line, just went way off, and I pretty much just lost the thing over my head. It was a bad start to the comp, um, but. Yeah, then I the next one I, I hit it and I hit the forty kilo um lift after that that was like with the with the bigger plate. Is this the snatch or the clean and jerk? This is the snatch. snatch. They always do the um, snatch first, right? Yep. yep. Snatch first. I haven't um, actually I haven't done a weightlifting comp before. 
Oh, so you I'm, I've watched a few. Yeah, I really do. Mm. I really want to when I can dedicate um, a chunk of time to focusing on that goal, which yeah. I will do soon. Cool. But um, yeah, so they do the snatch first. Mm. So your second lift, yeah. got the second lift. Got the second lift, got the third one, um, and it was way easier with the bigger plates. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, clean and jerk went all right. My jerks have always been a weak point, um, so that was definitely highlighted there, but I'm pretty sure I hit all the three um, for that. And again, lightweights, like nothing too crazy, but just a good, mm. a good place to start. And yeah. I think it was just the support of my coach at the time. Mm. Um, he was by my side every step of the way he was determining because the, the tricky part is the behind the scenes of the actual lifts um because you really need to time your warm-up lifts mm. when like uh depending on how much time you get we get in the warm-up mm. um and that's how, how long apart are all the lifts it can be a pretty long day right um yeah so i think we have like weigh in for example at nine um, you have to select what weight category you go in and then an hour later you actually present so you will stand up on stage and then you go um, into the warm-up room and that's when you start warming up and I think they give you about 10 minutes before the first person lifts but then you have to think right if there's four people before me for example because they never take weight off the bar they only increase weight mm. on the bar um, as in you're not allowed to take weight off once nope. you've written what weight you're going to hit yeah so for your first lift if you miss it you can't go down for your second or third, right? No. You have to either stay at that yep. weight or you can go up to buy yourself more time. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it was super, it's just challenging to like time what, when you do your warm up lifts, um, depending on how many um, lifts are before you. Mm. So that's kind of what having a coach there is so helpful for someone it to, who knows the game, yeah. knows the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think um, after that, I was just, beaming i was so happy that i'd done that and it was just such a good experience as even in the though, overall day yeah, yeah even though it was <laughs> a bit of a rubbish performance um looking back but i mean hey it's the first one yeah that's absolutely. something that not many people can do mm. yeah i was just super or can stoked. say that they've done yeah yeah um have you ever done a powerlifting mate no i haven't no? <laughs> is that maybe next on the goals oh um Maybe I think sometimes something I've like always kind of overlooked a little bit is bench press. So mm. I've got a pretty strong deadlift um, and back squat, but bench I would certainly need to work on that a little mm. bit. <laughs> Do you think? Um, oh, I mean, a lot of the training would carry over. Mm. I mean, the goal, you know, getting your snatch and your clean and jerk numbers up is a bit of technique, but ultimately you got to increase your strength as well because yep. you need to be able to overhead squat or front squat the weight up. Mm. So if you increase in your front squat and your back squat, that should carry over to your back squat at least and to your deadlift a bit, Yeah, which doesn't really help you if you want to focus on your bench press. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We do some bench press and CrossFit, so. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. More more than, um, more than what there used to be. Bench yeah. press used to be like frowned upon oh, in really? CrossFit gyms. Well, back in – when CrossFit first came on the scene, well, I wouldn't say when they first came on, when it first came on the scene, but CrossFit used to be like anti-anything anti to do with Globo gyms. So like anti-mirrors, anti-bicep curls, yeah, right. anti-bench press, just to kind of be like, 
oh, we don't do that here. Mm. We're just functional, quote, unquote, functional fitness. Yeah. Um, that has changed since and, you know, people realize that, you know, although bench press isn't, you know, functional, it does have carryover to pressing overhead and pressing strength in general, mm. which is functional. It does help you for, for other things. Yeah, for sure. Um, which takes me to handstands. <laughs> Let's talk about gymnastics. Yeah. Have you done much gymnastics training? No, I mean, besides from the six months at the Movement Collective, um, I'd never even attempted a handstand before. Um, everything was like that was new to me. You have a pretty good handstand. Thanks. Um, yeah, I remember we had a handstand comp that was – I didn't actually <laughs> I didn't actually know that it was a handstand comp. No, that's right. I remember. <laughs> until it started. But yeah. I can't really – I can't actually hold a handstand, a static handstand. Yeah. I can handstand walk. mm because I was introduced to that through CrossFit and doing handstand push-ups, but there is never static handstand holds in CrossFit. I Actually, remember filming it and you kept going out of the like the screen. Yeah, so I basically I was like walking on the spot. Mm. As I was like, well, I can't handstand, but I can try and walk yep. on the spot <laughs> so cool. and just shift from left hand to right hand. And yep. so that's what I was doing. <laughs> and it wasn't really a proper handstand, so you beat me at that one. <laughs> just well, to clarify. Um, I want to, are you a big reader? Yeah, I do. I do like to read. I like to get a book recommendation from all the guests that come on the podcast. Okay. It could be related to anything. So is there a book that has stood out to you in the last mm. however long that you think would be a good recommendation? Well, um, I've been recently loving books by... Ryan Holiday. Mm. I don't know if you've heard Great of author. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's called Life of the Stoics. Um, I've been reading that um, as the well. Daily Stoic? Um, he, I think he might write, have written that as well. Is Life of the Stoics a new one? Um, I'm not sure when it was okay. published, actually. I think it was after. It's the latest. I think okay. it is the latest yeah, one. Because I haven't heard um, of that. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, I really like it. It's just, it's more of a history book about mm. stoicism like where it originated from how that's it developed cool. um yeah, a lot of people don't know that mm, i find that yeah and that stuff i really like and i like anything history just because i never was really taught it at school like i didn't have history growing up didn't didn't you have history class in high oh, school no not really like we had norwegian and so Ooh. we were taught norwegian history um but just Is that norway trying to suppress the youth and not teach <laughs> maybe <about laughs> just the history of the world super patriotic just <laughs> nothing else happens outside of norway um yeah i i'm not sure like i think like i only thing i remember is being taught about the cold war and not even like first or second world war nothing like that um yeah, okay. but yeah so any books kind of on history i like to nerd out a little bit with that i also like the obstacles away by him mm, big really fan um just super easy to read super motivating like yeah gets me in the zone um, and lately, um, I've been also reading um, Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. I don't know if you've mm. heard of her. She's a bit of an influencer, but her book's actually really good. Um, I'm really happy with it. And then... She's an influencer as in like social media. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I was quite skeptical when I started reading it. Yeah. But um, I'm actually quite happy with it. It's it's definitely helps... Um, like get you in the zone for working and, and kind of knowing how to, um, yeah, increase productivity and things like that. Mm, okay. Um, and then 
Another one that I've been nerding out on a little bit is um, called uh, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Robert Sapolsky. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good book. Good book. Yeah. I started off like I'm actually listening to it and I started off thinking like, man, I don't know about this. I don't, you know. It's pretty big because I've listened, well, I haven't listened to it, but I have it on Audible as well. Yeah. It's like something, it's like what, 17 hours or something? It's a fair, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't quite finished it. Yeah. I'm about halfway. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, work in progress. So what's that about again? So it's just looking at the impact of um, like stress on your body. It might be a little bit um, like science here. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of difficult terminology in there as yeah, well if you're it, not used to I that. I think it can be a bit dry if you're not into reading a lot of like um, kind of scientific mm. literature um, stuff. But if you kind of – if anyone studied exercise science or physiotherapy or is even interested in any like sports science, yeah, this you'll you'll like this book. Yeah, or even like med <clears throat> students. Like I have I have a few med students because I used to live with them when I was at uni and it's just they're just mm. raving about it. They love that stuff. Um and yeah, it's it's you know, evidence based and it just really puts it all quite nicely into perspective mm, about stress uh, on the body and stuff and yeah and the just, fight or flight risk like yeah your, your sympathetic and parasympathetic uh, nervous systems and yeah what happens because we're not living <clears throat> you know the way we evolved to survive was you know we have these mechanisms in place that happen yeah and that cause us to either fight for our life or mm. run for, for our life it's for survival and these systems are activated throughout the day from stress but we're not in life or death situations our body doesn't know that yeah and spending too long in these sympathetic states can wreak can can cause havoc on like all your hormones and just it can mess your sleep and then it can prolong the, the issues mm. And it's all just, you know, it's there to for our survival. But if you don't really understand it, you can, you know, it can it can go pear shaped. But it's good. It's good to have an understanding of just how the body works. That stuff really fascinates me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. All right. Let me just get up. What I was going to dive into next. Recovery. I want to ask you any tips or what you do for recovery, so that you can train. Because we all know, you know, you can only train so much and then you're going to crash and burn. But if you can recover more, then you can train more. Yep. So is there anything that you do for recovery in particular? Um, well, I definitely learned the hard way um, in terms of not allowing my body to recover enough. So last year I um, got glandular fever or... Um, otherwise really? known as mononucleosis or the kissing disease, yeah. Epstein virus. Um, I had that when I was in early high school. Yeah, a lot of people get it earlier on. And anyway, so you had it last year. Yeah, I had it last year. It was during COVID, during lockdown. Um, and I really think, like, yes, it's a virus, but I really think that also stemmed from just putting my body through such high stress mm. with, you know, training multiple times a day. Like, I, this is, this would have been maybe four months after starting CrossFit and I was training like two times a day at least <laughs> mm. and I was 
really struggling to have any sort of days of um, doing nothing and just allowing my body to recover, eating enough, all of that kind of thing. Um, so when I came down with mononucleosis, I it just you know hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. Two weeks in bed, um, and then just really gradual like uh, exposure to increasing stressors. Mm. So anything like going out for a walk and then building up my tolerance to get my heart rate up again. Um, it can hang around for like it can be like a twelve month yeah. recovery, can't it? Yeah, it can yeah. be a slow recovery. I think mine was pretty good. Like I was kind of back to training it's the six month mark mm. um, it does help if you start off being healthy and fit mm. when these things happen like just injuries in general it's easier to get back to yeah you know 100 percent or not 100 percent, but it's easier to get back to bounce back the fitter and healthier you are yeah totally yeah. so i think <clears throat> that's why i was quite lucky with it um but yeah, so I think ever since then, I the main thing I priority prioritize um, is sleep. So I really just make sure I go to sleep early. Um, so I'm normally like I'm normally in bed at about eight thirty or nine. Um, That's and, right. I love to hear that. Oh, it's great. Um, and then I and then I get up at about you know it depends on when I train. If I train in the morning, about five thirty. But otherwise, um, six thirty typically. Mm. Um, so yeah, good night's sleep. That's what I like to prioritize first. Um, and then it's just about getting um, enough food in, uh, drinking enough, um, making sure you Not take... Not alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Drinking no. enough water. <laughs> yeah. I know. I may need to take that advice. <laughs> um, absolutely water. Um, and taking your rest days when you need it. Like if I think being smart about how you increase your tolerance to higher amounts of volume, if you do want to do more training than... Um, like four or five times a week if you want to be doing double days if you want to be training more than that like you're physically capable of that but you just need to make sure that you're conditioning your body or you're prepping your body to be able to tolerate that and, and sustain that yeah yeah it so definitely can be done yeah yeah and so that's what I did instead of ramping it up in a couple months like after having started CrossFit I then was like right after that um glandular fever episode I took a long time to slowly build up to where I am now where I can do that um and recover well um and yeah and that's and that's by really looking at the fundamentals um in terms of good sleep good nutrition good hydration um a lot of people especially I guess as a physio a lot of people ask me oh do you get massages do you get dry needling like cupping all of that kind of thing um and I think I look at that stuff as like the 1%. Yeah. Like I, and I wouldn't consider myself elite enough to justify getting that done necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm still trying to nail the fundamentals um, the in my day to day. The things. Yeah. Like sleep, nutrition. 100%. Um, and that's all free. So <laughs> instead mm -hmm. of like, yeah, spending any bucks on a session like that, I like to focus on everything else. And it's the same with, my clients, if they're rehabbing, like I, I don't often go to those, you know, temporary but quick fixes. Um, it's more like right, let's break break it down and look at the fundamentals and work on building that back up. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. You mentioned um, nutrition. Um, did you have you ever eaten for? Uh, how do I want to word this? I want to talk a bit about eating for performance. And the difference between eating for like aesthetics. Mm. Have you ever counted 
calories or macros? Yes. Yeah. So have you ever done that to, for an aesthetic reason? Yeah. Or have you, and, and you have done it for performance reasons as well? Yeah. Cool. Can you talk a little bit about the difference? Yeah. So um, I, again, I did a lot of my um, research online. Like I never actually reached out for a coach like a to coach. help me with any nutrition um, stuff. So that was a lot of trial and error. And of course, just like any anyone else. Yeah. Um, and just like anyone else, I think I went, um, I underestimated how much I needed to start off with. Yeah, I so, definitely did that. Yeah. Um, and it's looking back, it's kind of scary how everyone does it and how everyone kind of tends to fall into that trap. Um, but recently, like since I started weightlifting, um, for once I, I needed to, you know, reach a certain well, actually, I didn't need to reach a certain goal because my coach and I decided that I'd go in the weight class above so I didn't have to stress about cutting mm. like a few weeks before my comp yep. whilst I'm trying to maintain strength. Really um, good point. I was actually going to ask that and I forgot to ask that when you're going through your comp prep. Mm. I was going to ask if you tried to um, fit into a weight category because I've heard um, for your very first comp, Good advice that I've heard is don't try and cut any weight. It's just extra pressure that you don't really need for your first comp. Just go in whatever weight class you fit in and just focus on the experience and hitting your lifts on that day. Yeah. So you didn't, so for your first comp, you didn't try and mm. um, fit into a weight category? No, I, um, I just, I went into the weight class above. So I'm, if I tried, I could go under 70, like in the 71 kilo category. So you don't have to say if you don't want to. Oh, but. no, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. I sit comfortably at 72 though. Yep. So I'm a light 76 kilo category okay. um, lifter. What Do you know that the, what are the different categories in the female Ooh. side at least? Um, I never really paid attention outside of mine. I think it's like. Well, what, what's yours and then the one above and below? So mine is 76. The one below is 71. Yeah. Um, and then I think it must be like 65 or 66. And then okay. the one above yep. that is, um, 81. Yeah. I can't remember if the males are the same categories. Just, yeah, I'm not sure. They did change the, the categories a couple years ago oh, did they? and they actually changed it to what they changed it to was like, I would fit very comfortably right at one of them. So I was like, yes. Yeah, I'm going to go on a comp and I just haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think nice. they changed it to like, yeah, I, I can't remember. But mm. so you you could quite comfortably sit at 72. So you could lose one kilo and be in the, in the one weight below. category below quite easy. Yeah. Well, in my second comp, I actually weighed in under 71. I was at yep. 70.4 and they kind of said, all right, you've got 10 minutes to weigh back in and you have to be above 71. because have to be above it. Yeah, because so I was in the seventy-six kilo category, oh, but you, you but weighed, weighed in, in at the one below. Yeah, so I weighed in at seventy point four, and then I was like, I was like, shoot, okay. So um, you had to what drink heaps of water? Yeah, I just went out. I got my hair wet. I drank like a liter of water, so I needed to pee at all stages during that comp. Um, and I was yeah, I just ate a banana and then weighed back in, and I was like seventy-one point yeah six, I think. Okay. Um, because the thing is, if you don't if you don't actually weigh in in your weight category, then you just can't compete. And it mm. doesn't matter if it was the one below really? or the one so above. So you just disqualified? Yeah. 
Oh, how much before the lifting is the weigh-in? Is it the day of? Yeah. Okay. At least it's the day of. Mm. Oh, but it sucks if you're like presenting or if you're um, actually lifting at say six and your weigh-in is at 5 p.m. and you're in a class where you need to cut and you can't like you have to eat minimally during oh, the yeah. day. That's what and a lot of guys be have had to do. Because you won't, won't have time for a meal. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And you just have to, you know, stuff as much in after the weigh-in and then just hope that that translates to actually mm. feeding strong on the platform. Um, what do you prefer out of the two lifts, snatch or the clean and jerk? Mm, I keep changing my mind. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I'm strong in the clean because I've always been strong with um, deadlifts. Like deadlifts and… Weak in the jerk. Um, so probably jerk's my least favorite. Yep. And then I have a love-hate relationship with snatch. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. Yeah. When I first started, when I first got the technique of the snatch and it felt good, I loved it. Mm. I could not wait to do every snatch workout that I had. I, it was my favorite. But then it kind of changed. <laughs> you know, my wrist started to hurt. Mobility wasn't as good as it used to be. And I actually started to PB my clean. And then I'm like, oh, I used to love the snatch. I don't really like it anymore. Mm. I prefer the clean and jerk now. Don't know why. Just yeah. I go, well, go just... between them as well. I like how you lift heavier when you clean and jerk. I think that's always satisfying. Lifting a heavier weight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Um, so when's your next comp? You said this coming weekend. Yeah, so it's on Saturday. Actually. Which is in two days. Yep. Where's this one at? It's actually just at um, UBF, so Urban Base Fitness. That's um, where my coach comes from actually. Mm. So, Shout out um, to those guys there. Yeah. Um, absolutely, Brent Taylor. He's great. Um and yeah, so he's going to be coaching me through that. Um, but this one's a little bit more of a, just a casual um, okay. open comp. So it's not as intense as states. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, it'd be good if it was, if this podcast was, because this will probably come out next week, which will be oh. just too late for people listening to go in it. <laughs> They'll be hearing about it and it would have just happened, yeah. which that's is okay. unfortunate, but that's all right. Takes the pressure off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you're moving, um, you're moving overseas mm. shortly. So tell the listeners where you're heading. Yeah, so I'm actually um, heading to Dunedin, South Island, New Zealand, um, and it's it's more just because um, my visa expired here, and it just gave me a bit of an opportunity to kind of reflect and see where I was in life and whether I was, um, yeah, just getting everything that I wanted out of um, the opportunities that I had here. And I'm always up for a bit of a challenge, a bit of an adventure. Um, so I figured New Zealand would be a good next stop. Have you been before? Um, yeah. Yeah. My brother and sister are living there at the moment. Um, nice. Christchurch and Queenstown. And although I got jobs in both of those places, I was like, oh, maybe a little bit too close for comfort. <laughs> what, to your <laughs> so brother and sister? And sister. Yeah. I mean, I love them to bits, but I also <laughs> like um, to do my own thing. So. Yeah. Uh, Dunedin, it was halfway in between um, the two. Nice. And yeah, I've, I've heard great things. Like I've heard it's, well, it's going to be very wet. I've kind of come to terms with that apparently. What, um, in just the place in, how do you Dunedin. Say? Dunedin. Yeah. It was just a wet kind of it's climate. a wet place. Um, yeah. So, but I guess it's nothing different to Stavanger where I grew up in Norway. It was just raining 24-7. 
Um, so yeah, and it's I think the apparently the weightlifting and CrossFit scene there is pretty good. It's a student city, so I might even be able to get some research in because oh, I cool. work in research at the moment as well. And I was hoping that I could maybe explore that um, area there. Nice um, at the uni. So yeah, exciting. Mm, definitely. Exciting. Um, I haven't been to the South Island in New Zealand. I've been to the North Island twice, three times. Yet to go to the South. Well, definitely hit me up if you're there because it is it. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. I've been to both I islands. I think I'd like the South more. Yeah, I think you might as well. Just, um, just because it's you know it's similar to like like Tasmania. Well, not really similar but like it's down south yeah there's more kind of greenery and waterfalls yeah more skiing more the snow. north island's still nice really nice um but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see hopefully hopefully the borders don't stay hopefully the borders open up and we can get a bit of travel in soon <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm just holding my breath and hoping that the borders stay open mm. for my departure yeah but we'll see well good luck with that thank you um we got to wrap things up before we sign off for the day is there any anyone you want to give shout outs to or um that's helped with your coaching or any gyms you've trained at which are good and then what's your social media for the listeners if they want to sh follow your weightlifting all right so big shout out for um brent taylor at urban based fitness absolutely he's um helped me so much in the last um year of my weightlifting as well as um alex ward from crossfit hunter um, and then the fam at Newcastle Performance Physio, probably the hardest part about leaving is leaving the crew there. I'm going to miss them very much. Um, yeah, and then where to find me? Um, I'm quite active on Instagram. You can follow me at uh, B-O-N-G-I-B-B-Z, Bonnie Gibbs. Um, and yeah, Bonnie Gibbs on Facebook. Cool. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes as well as the books that Bonnie recommended too. Enjoy. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this, please take a screenshot and share it. I'd love to see who's listening. And also, please subscribe and give a rating on iTunes. Sending positive vibes to everyone out there. Thanks heaps for listening.